0: We're starting a new series today and we're going to start, we're going to talk about Hebrews chapter 11 and uh, we're talking, we're calling it the hall of faith because you'll see it's all about people that have gone before us and the faith that they've had and the examples that we can learn, we can learn from them. And uh, so I want to encourage you over the next several weeks, be reading Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, We referenced it a little bit last week when we were talking about endurance, we talked about Hebrews 12 and how we endure and we went back and looked a little bit of Hebrews 11, um, and then uh, we, that's what kind of uh, started stirring my heart to, to do a series on this. And I just feel like if that's where the Lord wants to lead us, then that's where we're going to go. All right? So uh, let's, let's start reading Hebrews 11. We're going to read the first three verses today. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the days of old... Earned a good reputation. You know how their reputation came? Through what? Their faith. Through their faith. By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. This is what we now see, that what we now see did not come from anything that had been seen. So you know what, it takes faith to even believe that God created the world we live in. And you know what? It didn't come from anything that we could see. You know how the earth and the world was created? Words. I mean, God literally said, Let there be, and there was. That's the that's the word of God. When it when God said something, it happened. The cool thing about this, and I always love this, is God created, he said, let there be light before he created the sun. I mean, so it wasn't like all of a sudden, he like, oh, the sun, now there's light. He created light when there was no light and no, nothing to get light from. He just spoke light, and there was light. That's amazing. But that's the power of the word of God. How many believe that the, the world was created by the spoken word of God? How many believe that? Okay. This is the spoken word of God. If the word of God is that powerful, then why do we struggle at times? And I'm not saying everyone does. I'm talking in general. Why is it such a struggle for people to get in the word? When we know, if this produces results like the word of God does, why do we not get in it? Why do we wait till we get a bad report and then we want in it? Why do we wait till something happens and say, Oh, what do I do? I, I need now I need it. Listen, this can save you so, from some stuff. Yes, we're gonna go through things, but there's some things that if we'll get in this, we'll find ourselves in making better decisions and we won't be stuck in some of the junk that we're stuck in. Listen, I've made decisions on the wisdom of Scott and it did not work out well. (laughs) Even growing up, I had one of those little GI Joe guys, you had a little parachute, you wrapped around it, threw it in the air, and then the parachute opened and it came, whoo. That was the coolest thing to me. How many remember those? Man, if you didn't have one of those, you're missing it. (laughs) I'll buy you one. You'll play with it as an adult. But as a kid, I remember, oh, that's cool. So me and my, my brothers, We got the ladder out, and we climbed up to the top of our roof. And I had my bed sheet. My mom didn't know. I grabbed the bed sheet off my bed, and I thought, I'm going to do what G.I. Joe does. And I got on the roof, and I got to the edge of the roof, and then wisdom hit. The wisdom of Scott. And I said, you know what? The peak is higher. So I went to the peak of the roof. With my Charlie Brown bed sheet. And I didn't hesitate. I just knew it works for G.I. Joe. It's going to work for me. And I took off. there I went. And in a matter of a second or two, I was on the ground awkwardly in pain with no breath. You ever had the breath knocked out of you? One of the worst feelings ever. You have to have breath to live. I thought, I'm dying. My brothers are up there, like, uh oh. So they had wisdom and they climbed down. But I'm laying there. I can't cry. I can't scream. I have no air. I'm just, uh, that's all I could do. So my wisdom, especially as a child, we try things based on what we think is going to work by what worked for somebody else or something else. Guess what? You got to connect to God to have wisdom to know what works for you. What is God saying to you? It's God's word that produces. He says, ask him for wisdom and he'll generously give it to you in James 1.5. He'll give you wisdom. If we do it on our own, I'm just telling you, we're in trouble. This is the word of God. It's It's a lamp to our feet. It's a light into our path. The steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by the Lord. This word will direct you. This word will help you. The word of God in Proverbs 4 says the word of God is life to our bodies. It's health to our flesh. It does amazing things. That's the power of the word of God. And we have to believe the same power here is is the power we believe that even created this. The world we live in. You know, being at the beach, I'm looking at the ocean. And I'm like, it's huge. It's huge. And, and there's fish, and there's dolphins, and we were walking out to the sandbar, and the stingray went right in front of me. And I had Zach and Chase with me, and I kind of stopped him and was like, hold up, y'all, just hold up just a second. And Chase saw it, and I'm like, do not tell your sister what we saw until we get back to the sand. But you know what? I'm like, there's, like how God created all of that just by saying, let there be. That's it. That's the power of the word of God, and that's the power that we need to look to this. And that's why I say, listen, there's nothing wrong with having mentors in your life and all that, but I'm telling you, this is all you need. God is more than enough for you. This is it. Listen, for those who don't know, my oldest son was born with Down syndrome. When that first happened, we struggled. And we tried, let's get to all these people that could pray for him, all these different people. You know what the Bible, you know what God showed me one day? Is Jesus is at the right hand of the Father praying for me. I don't need people. Now, is it great to have people? Yes. People can come alongside us and strengthen us. But what if something happens one day and nobody's around? Am I, can I potentially still make it? Yes. If you've been a part of this church a long time, you know this is not a church that's going to depend on your pastor. I have tried to make, at least one of our staff members have tried to make hospital visits every time. But there's going to be times we can't get there. And you're not going to, I just have to have the pastor. No, you got Jesus. If you're looking to me, all I'm going to do is bring Jesus. I'm not a, I can't help you. Matter of fact, I've hindered some people's progress when I've gone. I don't care, I don't think Lisa would mind telling this story, but Lisa was miraculously healed of asthma, the bad, bad asthma. But she would have these, these asthma attacks and these where she couldn't even breathe. And and I would go in, I went in to visit her one time. She was at the hospital, and I went in to visit her. And I'm just, you know, I bring humor. I think laughter is good like medicine, right? So I'm in there, and I'm just being me. She starts laughing, and she starts having one of those, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this isn't good. So I was politely encouraged to head on out. And I'm like, I'm praying for you, and I'm so sorry I just caused that. I mean, it, So listen, I'm not your source of hope. That frees you up, but it frees me up. Call me. Call the staff. Call the church. We will do what we can to encourage you and help you. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to point you to Jesus. So if you can get to Jesus and you can open up his word, you're going to be ahead of the game. You have access to the same God I do. We just got to come before him and trust that his word, it works. It works. Our faith is in God. Right? All right. Now. Let's look at Hebrews 11.6. It is impossible to please God without what? So would you say faith is an important part of your spiritual life? Absolutely. Because without it, you can't please God. You know what that tells me? All through your life, there's going to be times you've got to walk in faith. You're going to have to exercise faith. Now, we're going to talk about what faith is in just a second, but faith is it's a necessary part of life for the believer. You can't even get saved without faith. You're saved by grace through faith. Your belief in God is by faith. When I said, how many of you believe God spoke this? Listen, none of you were there. You believe that because the word of God says it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that we believe by faith. And we're going to get through this, this chapter over the next several weeks talking about different people and their walk of faith. And these people, a lot of these people went through difficult things. But they went by faith. And sometimes we, life is easier if we could just have everything we want, when we want it, say it, it happens, we're done. That doesn't require Faith. Faith is sometimes, listen, there were times in Scripture people were healed instantly. Then there's times where they weren't. Jesus told the lepers, hey, go show yourself to the priest. They left, still lepers. Now, somewhere on the journey, we don't know how long, but somewhere on the journey, things changed. But it wasn't, but those lepers could have been like, hey, you know, I heard about that one blind man, and you just healed him like that. It's all, that we can't look at everybody and make everything fit our, what we think. And we're going to get a little bit into this. And and I want you to know up front, I am a man of faith. Okay? I am a man of faith. But I do think sometimes we get a little, you can, you got to be very careful not to go too far in either direction where you miss what God is saying. I'm believing God for amazing things. I'm still believing God for my son. Miraculous, complete manifestation of healing. But I'm going to tell you, over 17 years, I've seen so much of the healing power of God at work in him. But if I just look on why I didn't see it, so I uh, must not be, I must not. See, if we base everything that we we should see this right away, and if we don't, you know what we do? What did that cause? It causes us to look at us like, I just don't have enough faith. Something's wrong with me. Why did that not happen? Why? And we begin to question everything that we're doing. And we have to understand when we go through this, I want you to just have an open mind. To say, Lord, show me what to believe. That's why all these scriptures are in your notes. We put scripture in here because this is the word of God. Go home, study this on your own. Don't just say, well, Scott said, because when you get to heaven, I hope, I, I hope that I'm speaking the word of God every time. But when you get to heaven, you're not going to be able to say, but that's what Scott said. Listen, you got to get this. Even Paul in the scripture, you see where it says that the people searched the scriptures to make sure what Paul was saying was right. And you need to do that. You need to get in your word and say, okay, this is what pastor said today. And I want to look at this and let the Lord speak that to me as well. Right? All right. 2 Corinthians 5.7. We live by believing, not by seeing. We walk by faith, not by sight. That happens a lot. It's going to happen in your life as a believer. You're going to have to walk sometimes by faith, not by sight. I'll never forget when the Lord told me, and Patty, leave your jobs. I got something for you. We had no idea. He didn't tell us what it was. We left all of our income. Ten minutes, late, ten minutes I wish it was ten minutes. Ten months later, we started Thrive Worship Center. That was a step of faith. I'm like, God, I have three kids that depend on provision. They want to eat. We have a house. We have bills. We have a car. We have, we, have, we have stuff. We can't just leave our income. And you not tell us what we're going to do. You know what? What are people going to think? And they did. My neighbors thought we were crazy. So, y'all were, so you, you quit that church you were at? Yeah. What are you all going to do? We have no idea. We just felt like the Lord told us it was time to step away. No problem, we remember, just step away. And we said, okay. That was our step of faith. We didn't see anything, but we had a word from God. So what happens? You know the story, later on, I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. These four words are just ringing in my, in my heart. I write them down. The Lord says, I want you to embrace encourage equip and empower people. And then as a man of God, I nicely said to the Lord, what people? We don't have no people. And that's when he began to share. That's when he began to put on our hearts about planting the church. And then he made this crazy statement. Don't promote it. I'll build it. I'm like, God, you, evidently you have not been to church planting 101. We need mailers. We need a billboard. Guess what? I don't know how y'all got here, but you didn't get here by a mailer, you didn't get here by a billboard, and you didn't get here by somebody knocking on your door. But somehow you're here. God will build a church. It took faith. We didn't see it. I was like, God, how are people are gonna know? The first phone call we got about Thrive was was a lady who said, um, "My husband and I, we've been praying, and for some reason we feel like you're our pastor." But you're not pastoring, are you? And I was like, um, Patty, God's really doing it. And I was like, actually, we're getting ready to. And they said, well, we're in. And I was like, okay. And our family of five, and I was like, we're up to eight. We're a church of eight or nine or 10. And it just, God began to just grow it. So So I understand and I wish I could say I operate well in it all the time, but I understand it's going to be times where you can't see what's ahead, but you have to take a step right now. You have to take a step in order to see what God has for you. The lady collected all the issues I mean, all the jars before she ever saw the oil multiply. She had to go out and have that conversation with neighbors. Listen, I need to bar some jars. For what? I'm going to pour some oil in them. How much oil do you have? This much. You need one jar? No, he told me to collect as many as I can. Okay, that doesn't make sense. I know. Can you just give me your jars? (laughs) And what happens? Every jar that she had was full. Never stopped until she didn't have room for it anymore. Whatever she collected, that was was what she got. What if she just got one jar because she thought that's all I need? Then that's all she would have gotten. But she collected as many as she could, like the prophet said, and she got all the oil that she needed to live off of and to pay her debts. That's, a, that's, that's living by faith, right? All right. Let's go, to, let's go to what is faith. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay this is this is what everyone's quick response is to faith and this is a very accurate description of faith Faith is something that we're believing in in the future it's the evidence of something before we see it Right Okay So I did I was I was looking this up and we're going to talk a lot about faith but I thought this was interesting The word substance there in the, in the Greek, it's, it's mentioned in other pla- a few other places in the New Testament. This is one of the places it's mentioned. Put up Hebrews 1.3 for me. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, we're talking about Jesus here, of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, this verse right here. The express image of his person, Jesus. That's the same Greek word as substance. So I want to tell you something that I believe we need to make sure we look at when we look at this Hebrews 11, that we look at faith like faith for something. I need faith for healing. I need faith for provision. I need faith for this and faith for this. Can I tell you what faith is? Faith is in someone. Faith is in God who does that. Faith is in the healer who brings healing. Faith is in the provider who provides. Faith isn't in provision. Faith is in the provider. With the provider comes provision. I spent years praying over with Zach. God, I pray you would heal his body. I, pray, I confess the healing scripture. I do this and I do that. And one day the Lord said to me, he said, listen, how about you just inhabit the presence of the healer? So at night, I would say to Zach, Zach, who's sleeping with you today? He's like, the healer. I'm like, that's right. Sleep good, buddy. The healer is with you. See, that's the person. We look so much on what we want for today. Faith for this and for this and for this. But that can get caught up where all of a sudden if something don't go right, now you're condemned and feel shame and you're questioning your walk and why didn't God do this and why didn't God, why this and why that? Part of your faith journey isn't believing for something. It's believing in God, who will do what his word says he'll do. So you're still believing because we're supposed to pray for the sick. We're supposed to pray for those who need something. We're supposed to pray for ourselves, cast our cares on the Lord. We have to do that. But our faith is in someone, Jesus. It's in God. And if, we get, if, we, if we're not careful, we start putting our faith in what we want and what we think should happen when we think, we should ha- when, when, when we think it should happen. And we've just put God in a box of what we think. Let me give an example. There was a guy, and I heard this story. <clears throat> there was a guy who was, they announced, we're going to lay off a bunch of people at your work. Hundreds of people are getting laid off. And this guy said, I have faith to believe I will not be laid off. And he really did. But he got laid off. Now, some people would say, well, he didn't have enough faith. See, I don't don't necessarily, I don't believe that. Because I think there's times if we're so quick to say someone's not healed because they don't have faith, what about the people, what about Lazarus? He didn't have faith. He was dead. How did his healing come? From Jesus. So if you're going to call someone else's faith out, then you go use yours and you better see it happen right then. Because the people that lowered the lame man down, Jesus responded to their faith. So it's not, we got to be real quick that we don't judge people and condemn people if something doesn't happen right away. Because it's, it's not like that. So this, this faith that we're talking about, this faith in God, let me go back to the story. The man had faith to say, you know what, I'm not getting laid off. He got laid off. Then he had to wrestle with this. Man, I thought I really believed. Man, I thought I really did. I mean, I know what. I I mean, God, I, I trusted you, I believed you. And then when he got laid off, he got a severance, and then he got a better job with better money and more benefits, closer to his house. And he's over here thinking, "I missed it. I didn't have enough faith. I didn't listen." You don't know what God knows. And God knew that you're, you're looking at this in a natural, temporary, you want life to be easy, I don't want to have to start over, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. God knew the end result of that, you would be happier than you've ever been now. So we got to be careful that we don't have faith for something that we think it should be this way, this time, just like this. Our faith is in God who has the best in mind for us. He's our Father. He loves us. He cares for us. God is Jehovah Rapha, he's Jehovah Jireh, he's our healer, he's our provider, he is all of that. But don't put your focus on the stuff that he gives, focus on him, the giver, not the gifts, the presence with a C at the end, the presence of God, not the presence with the T-S that we want to wrap up and say, that's what I want. It's the presence of God we want in our life. Our faith is in God. God. Not in our, what we think we want to see when we want to see it. I believe if your faith is in God, you'll still see the promises that he says. But we get too caught up sometimes in these, these things all about an outcome that we want. If it lines up with God's word, then put your faith in God and watch God be faithful to his word. But don't skip God and put your faith in a, what you're looking for as a result. Put your faith in God. You understand what I mean? You with me? All right. So that substance, it actually can refer to the person of Jesus. So the things we hope for, that are, that the substance of all that we need is in him. Then it goes on to say the evidence of things not seen. The word evidence there, it means the proof of. In in 2 Timothy 3, 16, where it says the scriptures inspired by God, useful to teach what is true, make us realize what's wrong in our lives, it corrects us. And uh, when we're wrong and it teaches us to do what's right, the one translation said it teaches us, it reproofs us, it corrects us, all that. One of those words there, the reproof, the teaching us things, that's the same word. So it's coming from the word of God is the evidence. Are you following me? All right, another, another example. We went to Frip Island. It's this island it's where the beach was. It wasn't real crowded. This place is kind of, if you have a place there that you rent, then you can go use it. But it's not open to the public just to drive over there unless you're staying on the island. So we were, oh, there's a great place. But we, we booked our condo or uh, whatever it was, villa or whatever. We booked it weeks ahead of time. Okay? So let's just say a month ahead of time, we, we get this thing in the email that says, this is, your, uh, this is your room, this is the place you're staying, this is what you do when you get there. Now, faith is what we're hoping for, it's the evidence of things not seen. So if you were to ask me the day we were getting ready to leave, do you have a place to say? I would say... Yes. But have I seen the place? No. Have I ever been to the place? No. Then how do I know I have a place to say? Because I have a confirmation. I have evidence that there is something there for me and my family. So what the Bible is saying is, look, this is the evidence of the things that you can yet see. So if you need provision in your life today in any way, God is your provider. And if you focus on God and put your faith on God, then you know what? You are going to be able to be able to say, I know that provision will be there. Those 10 months that we weren't working, God provided We did not have a a big savings account. We did not have money stored away. We had no idea this decision was coming. God didn't warn us, start saving up. I'm going to pull you away from all of it. He didn't do that. So when we left, it was like, what do we do? And I'm telling you, we got, the Lord provided in amazing ways. Amazing ways. How? How? Because our faith was in him. My faith wasn't in the mailbox. Oh, bless God, a check is on the way. That's not it. That's not faith. That's not faith. I'm, I'm waiting for that big check. That's not faith. What if God doesn't want to send a big check? What if he wants to drop some cash from heaven? Whatever he wants to do, he can drop manna, he can drop anything. So, so I didn't. I wasn't telling God how he had to do it. I just said, God. If you're telling us to go, you'll provide. And he provided in ways I never expected. And we never missed a meal. We never missed a payment. He was faithful. Because our faith was in him, we trusted him. And you can trust God. You can trust God in those, in those times of your life. That he will be faithful. Faithful. It's the evidence. This word is the evidence. God, you say that you are the provider. Your word says that you. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen his seed begging for bread. Paul says, the same God that supplied all my needs, he will supply your needs according to his riches. God's supply is not based on your stuff. God will supply your needs according to his riches. And God is loaded with everything that you need everything why would we not put our faith in him instead of in what we want to see it's not faith for this it's faith in him and because of what his word says he will do those things he says you following me all right if you're not i'm not slowing down just look, listen online you can pause it digest it all right now let's go back to this our faith being in god I'm going to give you some scriptures here. We'll go through these pretty quick, and then you can go through them at home. 2 Timothy 1.12, Paul says this. This is why I'm suffering here in prison. I'm not ashamed of it, for I know the one who I trust. In other words, I know the one who I believe in. I know the one that my faith is in. Okay, so he's talking about the person. I know him, and I believe in him. Let's go to the next one. Galatians 2.20, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting, putting my faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And Here's another place where because I'm not the old person anymore, I'm a new person, and now I put my faith and my trust in the one who loved me most. And that's Jesus. Let's go to the next one. For all of you are children of God through faith for Jesus. No, faith in Jesus. That's the faith we're talking about. Faith in him. For all of you are children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Let's go to the next one. Because of Christ and our faith in him. We can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. If you get this, if your faith is in God and your faith isn't based on I have faith because I want this, faith for this, faith for this, listen, we're going to pray for that in faith that God will be who he says he is. So I'm not discounting that we should see the, the plans and purposes of God fulfilled in our life. But what I am saying is sometimes we get too caught up in the natural and we miss the supernatural. We miss God in this process. Because I, I, let me say it this way, I miss God in the process at the beginning. I was so doing this religious duty of quoting scriptures, playing scriptures, doing this. But it was all because I wanted to see something I wasn't seeing. But I I didn't realize until the Lord spoke to me and said, you're not even really looking to me. You're trying to use all these methods of getting something. Spend time with me. I am what you're looking for. I am the healer. I am the provider. I am the prince of peace if you need peace. I am the God who comforts. I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning. I am the end. I am the faithful one. I am the one who loves you unconditionally. I am the one who forgives you. I am the one who sets you free. I am the one, I am the one, the well, a matter of fact, God just summed it up and said, I am. Whatever you need, I am. Right? So we got to look this way. We got to put our faith in him and stop looking for something. Let God do what he's going to do. That's God's part. Your part is faith in him so he can do what he says he's going to do. Some of us are working way too hard trying to get something when God's saying, focus on me. When you focus on me, things happen. You'll be way more productive just putting your faith in God. All right, let's go to the next one. Go to the next verse real quick. Let's start at 23. This is where a lot of people say, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, move, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you really must believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. That is absolute scripture. But the beginning of that, go to verse 22 now. Before all of that, this is what it says. Jesus said to the disciples, before you do any of that. Have faith in God, not faith to move mountains, faith for mountains. I have have mountain-moving faith. That's what my faith is for. No, your faith is in God, and when it's in God and God says to you, speak to that mountain, then you can speak to it and it will move because you're speaking the word of God. Because you're connected with him, your faith is in him, and he's speaking to you, and you know. Let me tell you why I'm still standing strong on my son for complete manifestation, even though we've already seen it. I'm going to tell you why. Because God spoke to me one day when I was driving my Mazda GLC Deluxe. smoke everywhere, old car. And I'm, I'm crying because I don't understand I give up my life in ministry, And, and I don't know how to be a dad, and I don't know what to do, and I'm praying, and I'm not seeing anything, and everybody, I'm getting all these messages, and I'm telling you, I got condemned by a lot of faith people, just so you know. I got condemned by a lot of them. Well, if you had more faith, it would turn me away from that stuff. But then I had the other people like, oh, God is good. He knew you could handle it. He wanted to give you all the stuff. And I thought, yeah, but but does God know how I feel right now? And you know what it came down to understanding? I had to hear from God for myself. Because when God speaks, then it's personal. See, you can't stand on a word of God, a word for somebody else. Well, God told them, so that's what I'm going to do. Listen, everybody with leprosy is not going to go dip in the Jordan River seven times and get healed. But that was what Naaman was supposed to do. But I'm driving in this car, and this is what God says to me. I mean, I almost stopped my car. It was that. It wasn't, I, I won't, it wasn't audible, okay? It wasn't like, Scott, I was like, oh, goodness. But something in me, I felt the Lord speak to me and said, the stripes on my son's back was for your son, Zach. That's all I needed. I said, God, you got it. And I don't care if it's 17 years. I don't care if it's 27. I don't care if it's 37. I don't care if it's 47. I believe God for my son, whether I ever see it or not, because I had a word from God, and I'm on this journey. And every day I take a step. as a step closer. But you know how many people get so caught up in trying to see it right now that they miss the whole journey? And they live their whole life condemned. I didn't have enough faith. What's wrong with me? Why am I not seeing it? And you miss everything that God has for you. Because we have this stuff that says you need to be able to say it and it happens. It doesn't always happen that way. We got to get off of that. Don't let people condemn you because you don't see something right away. Let God speak to you. I don't get discouraged at all. Zach has taught me so much. I see the love of God in him that I've never seen in anyone else. I wouldn't change any of my journey because God is using things to teach me and to show me things. And my belief system, I'm even seeing God, I'm seeing faith, I'm seeing all of it different. I'm seeing it more of what it's really supposed to be. Our walk with God by faith is supposed to be a journey that we take, connecting with him daily, often, all the time, just loving on him, receiving his love for us, and just watching God do what he's faithful to do, and me stop trying to manifest it on my own all the time. It's different. The pressure's off. Let God do it. Have your faith in him. Sometimes the reason we're not seeing it is because we're trying all the steps, but we're missing the number one step of trusting God right? Don't shout me down. All right. John 6, 26 through 29. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, if you want to be with me because I fed you. He had just fed the 5,000. Now the people are following him. And he says, you want to be with me because I fed you. Then he goes on and he says, uh, I'll just tell you quickly just to make it quicker because we're running out of time. But it says, he says, you just want to be with me because I fed you but then, then the people ask him, they come down and they say, listen, what do we have to do to do the miracles that you do? And here's what Jesus said to them. Only, the only work that you need to do is to believe in the one that he sent. In other words, the only thing you need to do is put your faith in the one that he sent. Put your faith in Jesus. Look at Hebrews 10, 32 through 36. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful, even though it meant terrible suffering. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule, were beaten. See, these were were godly people that went through this. Sometimes you helped others who were suffering with the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. And when all you owned was taken away from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew that there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. So do not throw away this confident trust in who? In the Lord, remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. There is still a receiving what he has promised that's part of your faith journey. But there is a patient endurance sometimes. The Bible says faith and patience inherit the promise. Sometimes you have to be patient in this thing. And we have to also know that that we can't have all of our joy based on this temporary life we have here on earth. Because I'm telling you, we're not storing up treasures here. Our, 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 the Bible says that our, our um, uh, identity is in heaven. That's where our citizenship is. So we this isn't even really home. But we're spending all this time wanting this here, this here, this here, this now, this here. But I, I don't want you to miss out on the eternal picture of what life's like. This is just a dot. God has way more for us than just this little bit here. Now, don't get me wrong. He wants to do amazing things here. But don't get caught up in missing it because you're focused just on the natural. All right. Then we'll finish with this. Where does faith come from? Romans 12.3 talks about that God gives each of us a measure of faith. There's some faith that God gives us. And it says it at the end of that scripture. By the faith that God has given us. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 talks about we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. This is right after this hall of faith chapter. Let's run with the endurance. How do we do that? Laying out all the sin. Is, we do it by fixing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of what? Of our faith. It's in him. And then Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes from hearing that is hearing the word of God, the good news about Christ. And when you look up, when it says hearing by the word of God, you look up that word, that is the Rama word. That means it's the spoken word. So sometimes I want to encourage you to sometimes you need to get by yourself and you need to speak the word. Read it out loud. There's something about saying it and hearing it that just gives your whole senses a little extra. The spoken word of God does amazing things for you. You know, I'm not, we don't take attendance, but I'm telling you. Uh, I was talking with another patient, like, man, people just don't attend church like they used to. And I thought, you know what, they're not as happy as they used to be either. But that's, what, pe- that's people. But I'm telling you, every time that the word of God is spoken, it'll do something for you. Every time. Whether it's here, whether it's another church, it don't matter, there's a lot of churches. But go somewhere, hear the word, speak the word, talk the word. It'll it'll build your faith. It'll build your faith. We got to be people that believe the word. And then I'll close with this. Daniel 3, 16 through 18. Shout out to me a second ago. They had just been told, if you don't bow down, we're cranking this thing up hotter." the fiery furnace and we're throwing you in. No more warnings. They had already told him once, no more. It's going to happen. Here's what they said. Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to defend ourselves. In verse 17 he says this, if we, throw, if, you, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. Now let's leave it on this scripture for a minute. He will rescue us from your power oh majesty. They were still respectful to the king. But they said this, guess what? Our God will save us. If you just look at that verse, you think their faith is that they're getting out. Their faith is to get out of that. But look what they say next. But even if he doesn't. In other words, our faith isn't depending on whether we actually get out. We believe he will rescue us. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you that we're never going to serve your gods and worship the gold statue that you've set up. See, that's faith in God that says, even if what I'm believing for doesn't happen, my faith is still solid. I believe in God even if I don't see what I want to see When I want to see it, the way I want to see it, I still believe. Do you ever think it goes through my mind when I talk about God is the healer? That I'm still walking through my own journey with that? But see, that's where my faith is not in it having to manifest for me to believe it. I believe it because he says it. If it never manifests... I go to heaven still believing it. And when I get to heaven, it happens. Zach will be like, what up, Dad? Check me out. But you know what I've learned is Zach's journey right now, it's, I tell you, it's, it's taught me so much. And I've have shared this before. I'll share it now, and then we're gonna pray. Um, but there was a time when I lost my keys and I couldn't find them. I, I mean, I looked everywhere, and the keys are important when you got to go somewhere, and the place you go is locked. You gotta have your keys. And I just I, I cannot find my keys. And Zach, he said, "Dad, ask God." I'm like, "Ha, huh, you're brilliant." But inside I'm thinking, Zach, yeah, right. I mean, of course I know that, but they're here somewhere. We don't think the simple things just to ask God. You know what I did? I prayed. I said, Zach, let's pray. We prayed. I said, God, you know where my keys are. Will you lead me to them? In minutes, we had the keys. Uh Chris lost a little tiny um little thing that clips the little bushes, the ends of the bushes off, little snippers or whatever out in this flower bed out front. And um, and we were putting in trees and doing i mean, you know, doing all this stuff. So he went out there, couldn't find them, couldn't find them. And um, he said something about, yeah, I'm going to have to go look again. We just can't find it. And um, so I said, uh, I'll go look. So me and Curtis started walking out there. And I said, you know what Zach would do? He would pray. He would say, God, where, where's those shears at? So you know what I did? I said, let's pray. So we're walking out there to the flower bed from the office, and I said, God, will you show us where those are? We got by the tree, and I scooted my foot, and they're right there under my foot. And I was like, Zach, he's on to something. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I wouldn't change my journey at all. I've learned that God can take anything, and he can turn it can use it for his good. But my faith is in God, my faith isn't in a result I have to see that's that's God's working that's the miraculous power that comes from God. Do I want to make sure my life lines up because people didn't see stuff because they were offended and didn't believe in mark six and i, I want to make sure there's nothing in my life hindering that, but at the same time i'm not we don't have to spend all of our life trying to perform to get god to to do something and put all our faith in a fitness in our faith in what we think and what we think time and strategy should be our faith is in God God's the healer not you God's the provider not you God's your source not you God is your peace not you remember God said I am when John the Baptist was asked who he was he said I'm not the Messiah if you know what's not you put your faith in the one it is and let him do his thing